Welcome to Photo Work. I'm Mylon. We have Shannon here. Hi, hi. On today's interview, we have photographer based out of LA, Christian Tani. And in his interview, Chris shares with us his big break in the industry, uh, the best advice he was given as newer photographer, and advice for how you can stand out in the industry. Now, this was recorded pre-pandemic, so things may have changed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, welcome to the show. Yeah. Happy to be here. Good to see you. Very nice to finally guys meet you guys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know for those that don't know, we've been like circling each other for yeah. a while, trying to make this happen. So we're, it's a happy day. Yeah. Very exciting. Yes. Um, so we wanted to start out with our favorite question is, what's been your story getting into this industry? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. So it's, a, it's, it's not the longest one. It's just like, you know, I started uh, 2008. Um, with like the Model Mayhem days, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Started on Model Mayhem days, and I was like, uh, shot a lot of really random things, a lot of really random people. Uh, met some studio mates through that, um, and then, I mean, are we doing long story? Like, like go for it, yeah. all of it. Oh, oh let's God. do it. Let's oh, do it. yeah. Where did you grow up? Where did you come from? So I grew up in SoCal. Grew up in Monterey Park. Uh, go Monterey Park. <laughs> uh, San Gabriel Valley. So I uh, grew up there. Um, went to school in Fullerton, so Orange County. Did the whole business thing like we were talking about. And then switched to art. Uh, and then in art, I was actually going to do glass blowing oh. uh, randomly. So so I'd, I was doing uh, design, glass blowing, and photography all at the same time. And yeah. like just kind of dealing with everything. And uh after doing all of that, I remember talking to my glass blowing teacher, and he was like, and he's one of my good friends now too. And he was just like, and I was like, yeah, I'm thinking of thinking of doing this. And he goes, ooh, not not like the most amount of money made in this, but like it's it's it's, it's <laughs> great. It's a great career path, but it's like not. He goes, what's your other options you have? And I was like, oh, I was thinking photography. And he goes, that that's a good that's a good career path. There's some <laughs> money there. That, there's some money there. Yeah. He's like, you, you'll you won't starve. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I switched to that and. Um, yeah, and so switched to that, shot college people, like friends and stuff like that. Um, and then finally, uh, LA Models actually sent me my first test, like my first model test. And uh, and I remember Kim Purpley's, she sent me, she was like, okay, cool. And she sent it to me. And I was like, whoa, I'm going to work with real models. This is crazy. <laughs> and I worked with New Faces, which, I mean, we all know now, but like New Faces, it was like, cool, we're working with Kind of kids, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which I was like, all right, cool. And I didn't have that much experience as far as directing goes, and uh, so yeah, that was that was a whole trial and error thing. It was it was great times. Um, built from there, ended up assisting, uh, getting a job assisting a huge commercial photographer, uh, which was like just game changing. And then um, did that for a couple of years, and then. Went to Revolve uh, as in-house, um, did that for a few years, and then left them, and now I'm now I'm sitting with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good. Yeah. So. All right. Are you able to mention who that photographer was that you uh, His name's Kevin Lynch. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, we yeah, he's, he's a great photographer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, worked with him pretty much on the regular for about two years and change. Um, yeah. I like, to, I like to say it's like the gauntlet for people trying to learn things. That's yeah. the, that's the best way to put that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean like you will, you will definitely get, uh, worked 
as far as technical and and your mental game goes and uh, just sheer will to keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but that was cool. Yeah, it was definitely a thing. It was like yeah. trial by fire, really. It kind of was, yeah. I mean, like, some of the stories I've heard from other buddies of mine who have assisted, like, really big dudes, too. I, I mean, they, you know, they they go in, and it's and it's like, all right, cool. This is it. Like, this is the show. Here you go. Good luck. Don't yeah. set on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely was a thing. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was, I, I wouldn't say I had, like, the, the, worst experiences from what I've heard as far as like difficulty goes. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, no, it definitely still was a a, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They work you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, it is it is a, uh, a sink or swim kind of thing, I feel. Like it's yeah, you the level of expectations that you set um at that caliber is significantly different than like I would say a very huge majority of photographers are even aware of for the most part. Wow. But yeah. And then, well, I mean, but that's also commercial and like, and then there's also fashion, which I feel has a whole different realm of like expectations, I guess. Yeah. Ooh, and com- chaos. And yeah, chaos. Be interesting. Yeah. 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 What, what is your opinion? Yeah. yeah what's what is your, your opinion? experience in that? Okay. Well, I mean, I, I can't say like just personal experience as far as fashion wise goes with that kind of caliber assisting, but from just stories of friends of ours when we kind of like just hang out, it's, uh, you know, commercial to me is is something where it's like advertising wise, it's very clear cut. Like you have a goal and it's like, all right, cool. We're going to, we're that, 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 that. And, uh, and the fashion's kind of just like, oh, we want like the moment, but everything still has to look perfect, but we want the moment. The moment. Yeah. So I know guys who will like set things up and also photography be like, okay, I think we got the shot. And like at lunch, photographer will grab a camera and start shooting and be like, I don't understand why the lights aren't going right now. Like, <laughs> it looks so cool. But like, like, the lights aren't going and they have to like scramble and like get everything running again and then get everything up and it's like, oh, that sounds terrifying. But, you know. <laughs> but it's a little different speed. It's a little different process. But yeah, like I, it's, but this is the same. I, I feel like it's still the same expectations of like, of execution that you're trying to go for. So yeah. So I'm just like, oh, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other ball game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. I I have a quote I made up. To me, photography, or at least like fashion photography, photography in general, feels like it's ninety five percent troubleshooting and five percent art. It- it is like that. I mean, I feel like more so now than it used to be. Like, um, I mean, just you're like, yeah, you have clients that like you tether and it's like, you, yeah, like the tether cord goes down. I mean, I just took my laptop the other day to uh, to get some. It was not working. I was not having a good time with it. Um, and the guy was like, "Well," and I was like, "I think it's my port." And he goes, "Well, do you check your camera?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, I only have one camera to check right now, so like." I think it's not the camera, I hope. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did you check the cords? And I was like, I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, cool. So he ran all his cords and like a couple of other things on it. And he was like, oh, it seems to kind of work fine. And I'm like, cool. That means it's not this. Okay, let's go uh, troubleshoot everything else that goes between, with it. Yeah. Yep. Or before I was like, oh, you load film and you light meter. And you're done. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, all right, cool. We have all this other stuff to worry about now. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why. 
Yeah, to me, it's it's like even just lighting a set. It's oh like yeah, figuring out. Oh no, I have double shadow. Like I get rid of double shadows and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I mean, I do like how constant lights coming back in though, oh, like it. the Ari system and coming back in super hot with like their banks and like all of these, you know, constant lighting that you can actually run stills with now. I'm yep. like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, LEDs are finally getting powerful enough. Yeah, yeah. and they're like not ugly looking. Yep. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like that was that was always the thing. It was like, okay, you either use like Fresnels or you use Kinos, and you're like, all right, cool. Kinos don't have enough power. Yeah, so then it's like, so then, and the Fresnels are just way too spotted, so you're like, yep. oh, you gotta like triple silk everything out, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> and then, and now you're like, oh, we have like, Yep. Sky things where it's like, oh. I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Simplify everything. Yeah. It does make it nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flash broke now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. other big part to it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's definitely the thing. I was, I was, yeah. I was, I, was, I was telling one of my clients too. They were just like, oh, we want to run like, like uh, constant lighting for video. And I'm like, oh, we have some options. And they're like, what's the range? And I was like, from like kind of affordable to like, expensive like yeah. really expensive and they're like oh cool like how much is expensive I was like I'm not like $20,000 I'm like whoa <laughs> yeah, yeah it's kind of expensive <laughs> rent yeah. that shit yeah exactly it right it's like layaway <laughs> that you never actually get I know it's just <laughs> like oh, it's just gonna sit there forever yeah rent to own one of those kind of things what's been your big break oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Snapchat? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, go, oh God. Yeah. No, uh, just Cash App. Um, no, uh, my big break. I would say, I would say between, between in, all, in all seriousness, uh, uh, my, my two big breaks I ever had, I would say, was assisting one of them. One of them was assisting, and the other one was getting the job at Revolve. However, I do have to like side note that whole thing with like getting that job, it it the way that the platform kind of evolved was a really rare uh, case of just like everyone being in one place at the right time kind of thing where the creative director, stylist, art director, um, we all meshed so well that everything was like pretty much seamless for the most part, which was wow. kind of cool. Kind of rare, I feel, because I definitely don't have that a lot of times with even just other clients. But yeah, it it just all kind of all kind of came together. Do you feel like that's a typical path of like making it into this industry, or um, would uh, you say this was like your like your unique path? I think it was like my unique one. Yeah. I feel like a lot of guys. Uh, I've always seen a lot of guys like they they assist and then they they shoot and um, and it just so like I I just. I like consistency to some degree. Um, so from leaving freelance, going into something else, it was like having a consistency of like, okay, cool, I'll have a nine to five. I can like recenter myself and do all of that, and then and then then do my own stuff after that. Like yeah. That that was in my my head. That was my mentality towards everything. But yeah, I've seen a lot of guys just like bounce straight freelance from assisting, or they freelance while they're assisting. Mm-hmm. Which kudos to them. I don't know how you have time and energy for a lot of that sometimes. But I feel like nowadays it's a little different than it kind of used to be too, though. Like there's so many media outlets and there's so many just different routes that you can take now where like you can be an Instagram photographer. Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So true. (laughs) 
like that's a thing. Like you could be like an Instagram boyfriend or whatever the mm-hmm. I don't know the account I follow. It's just like one of those dumb ones. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. just you know I'm like yeah, you could do that. Just professional iPhone faker. Like, <laughs> hey. Yeah. Kudos to you. I don't know. That's like, amazing. I don't know like how, you how to make it. money. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you can do it. Rock and roll. What's yeah. been your biggest struggle thus far? Oh, uh, ooh. I read that. I was like, there's a lot. Well, I wouldn't say there's a lot. I feel like every day is kind of like, all right, you got to like figure it out. Yeah. Like it's a lot of a lot of figuring things out. Like um, mainly the, like, your waves of clients, like how you're going to run freelance and making sure you don't starve. And then once you get through the rhythm of things like maintaining clients and then also staying creative constantly. Like I feel like being able to constantly push yourself is not a struggle, but it definitely is a thing. Like you, 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 it's, it's very easy to get stuck into like this plateau of like, Oh cool. I have this rhythm. I like doing this and it's fine. And they sit there and you go, okay, this is stupid. Let's, let's do something great. And you sit there and you're like, <laughs> and then something kind of pops up randomly while you're driving. You're like, oh, okay, cool, we're back. Like, it's, you know, one of those kind of things. But yeah, that. Um, and then I also think like maintaining a separation between personal and business wise. Like, I feel like because the industry is so fun and like your, uh, your peers and the people you work with on set for crew and everything else, like, you become very close all the time because. I mean, like you travel the world with each other and you like have all these crazy experiences that most people don't get to experience. And then if something goes wrong, then you start figuring out who does take responsibility, who doesn't. It turns into a business and you're like, okay, cool. Now we have to like start splitting things apart because, you know, you can't just keep everything mixed together like that necessarily. It's not, it's not mentally sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's that's probably one of the biggest struggles for the most part. But yeah, you know, other than that, it's kind of like a circus in here. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the industry is almost like it's just like the wild west. You just go out there and do all kinds of things. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, probably struggling while assisting too, right? That's I mean, like that, yeah, it's, it's a grind, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. I will. Yes, yeah, yes and no. I feel like I feel like assisting wise, like it's 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 a grind, but it's also a lot less stressful. Like. um like, it's stressful when you're doing your job because your job, like, the whole production relies on even, like, the, the you know, the every position matters at that point. Like, if you're running tech or if you're first thing, even if you're running third and your job is to, like, stare at a light strip and make sure, it like, like, it doesn't go out and stuff like that. Like, it's, if you don't do your job, the shoot stops and it's crazy yeah. kind of thing. So, um yeah, so that part's stressful, but at the end of the day, you get to go to bed and sleep. Like, you know, right. you, you don't have to process and think about client relations and all this other stuff. You go, okay, cool. Done. Nice. Yeah, yeah so it's got trade-offs for sure. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us about a story Ooh. on set, if it's possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I can. Well, so I have this one story, and uh, it's this one job we did. And I won't say the full specific specifics, but, like, it was – it was a long job. It was like 14, 15 days on set out of the country um, in a forest shooting. Uh, we had to do build out, set up, shoot, break down every day for 15 days. I think it was 15 days. Might have been 16 days. I don't know. Something like that. It was like it was a little over two weeks. And then um, and we had one day off in the middle. And... Uh, 
you, we would wake up, I think around like 3.30, 4 o'clock every morning, um, get in the cars, get to location by like 5-ish, five 5-6-ish. Five, um, and then you have to set, we would have to set like pallets out. So we'd have to level a forest basically to set up a studio in the middle of nowhere with generators running everywhere. And like truck lights were our eyes basically. So we had like little headlight, uh, like the headgear light things on and stuff like that. And I'm like, and we were running uh, two computers, you know, all medium format stuff. Um, I mean, it was like full, it was full rig studio. Yeah. And it was that every single day. It was intense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was before sunup, and then we and we'd wrap set when uh, when you know the sun was down basically because they they couldn't film anymore. So uh, so we would wrap set at night in the dark, and then around like ten o'clock, get back to the hotel, and then I would process uh, from there because I was teching, and it was. That was a long job. Yeah. That was a very yeah. long job. So yeah, after that point, like that's the one job I would have to say, like I, I fell asleep standing up and uh, just because I didn't sleep the entire time there. Um, yeah. yeah. There's, there was no time. There was no time. Yeah, no time. Like, yeah, you got like two hours of sleep at yeah. night kind of thing for that many days in a row with like that amount of files. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was, that was, that's the only, that's the only, that's the big one. That's wow. A, that was, that's a struggle. I call that one the gauntlet. That was, that was the gauntlet. That was like, oh, you could survive that. Mm-hmm. You could survive a lot of things. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're running on like basically no sleep for so long, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen to you personally, your yeah. body or like yeah. mistakes. and Yeah. But like, but that, I feel like, but that's part of it. Like yeah. you, I feel like that does kind of like intro you into being a photographer though. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you can't handle days of like just no sleep and, and really pushing your limits of like creativity as far as execution goes on top of that with technical, like. You can't handle big jobs. Like mm-hmm. that's all it is. Yep. So that's why that was like, whoa, this is not good. <laughs> but it all worked out at the end. Totally. Yeah. So where do you see the industry going in like the next five years? Oh man. Ew. I feel like I feel like well, I feel like the still image will always hold value. I do feel like that will always hold value um, as far as how it's uh, monetized and how it's valued as far as the everyday goes though I I, ha- I I feel like it will probably depreciate in the everyday sense of itself um, over over time just because the accessibility of it, it's too it's so broad that people on platforms are able to interpret and give opinion that is taken as valid to a vast majority of other people that don't necessarily have an aesthetic. Even with like the birth of Instagram, I'm like, I, I call Instagram like the, the Walmart of the world. Like it's, it's every, you know, every person on the planet can give their two cents to it without having any background to understanding uh, composition, color, uh, just pure professional execution of things. Like things are wrinkly on, on, on whatnot and there's like, you know, uh, there's a lot of imperfections and everyone goes oh yeah it's fine though because the world's imperfect I- imperfect and i'm like yeah the world is imperfect but our job is to make sure that we can capture the most perfect moment that's that's the point to it like you know it's like you look at all the old classic traditional beautiful fine art photos and it's like that moment that was caught where everything just happened to be perfect and yeah. a lot of times it's staged but like 
you, the moment itself wasn't, but the prep going into it was. And it's like, and that's what makes it amazing. And that's what makes it something to value. Where a lot of people just value a lot of things that aren't necessarily, what's the word? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, not aesthetically pleasing. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. Or valuable. Like, I don't know. It's hard to say that because I'm like, you know, everything aesthetically technically has value right. to itself. Mm-hmm. It's just how much it's being, how much is being given to it, I feel like is getting really uh, skewed, I guess. Yeah. And then thus, like, devaluing it. Yeah. 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 Becoming disposable. Like, things are so highly disposable. Yeah. yeah. Like, the idea of a campaign. Like shooting a print campaign, it's like so rare now. Everyone's like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's crazy because everyone just shoots on Instagram now. Like it's like, all right, it lasted on Instagram. It was like the swipe up thing or something like that that someone saw for two seconds. And I'm like, it's not like, you know, even like the VS show being canceled. It's like everyone's like, oh, the VS show got canceled and it's all, and it's like, oh, boo hoo, boo hoo. Well, before that, everyone's like, well, VS, terrible VS. Like, you know, you guys only support this demographics. I'm like, but that's what made people want it. Like, that's what yeah. that's what made fashion. Everyone want fashion because Vogue and V and 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 all these uh, ID every all these magazines um, had had such an aesthetic that like it yeah. was unattainable, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it wanted is mm-hmm. is because you aspirational. Yeah, yeah. You you want something that you can can't have. And now you can have everything that you want, which mm. makes everything terrible to me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, because that's that's what makes me strive. You know, it's like that's that's what makes you push the boundaries of creativity is because you're like, well, it, I want to make something better. And now everyone's like, well, we just like what you make. It doesn't matter. And I'm like that, that 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 but that that creates laziness. Like that that doesn't make anything interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Do you think there'll be a backlash of everything's disposable on Instagram and then eventually over time we might go back to having more value? I, I mean, obviously that's yeah. more uh, like happier view of yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have seen that with like just brands in general where like, yeah, when Instagram first did come out and, and social media first came out, it was like, yeah, they, they went the route and it's like you get these kids. Oh, my God. Like even the other night I was at, I was at Zara picking up like a Christmas gift thing. And uh, the guy behind me, you know, he's like, I guess he's a photographer. I don't know. But he's on the phone. And he's like, and he's, and, oh, God. He's, the conversation he was having was like, oh, he's talking about his rate. Also, he was talking really loud. <laughs> but he's talking about his rate in the store. And he goes, yeah, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to haggle me. You know, they're trying to haggle me. And, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm going to ask for a lot of money on this next one. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like if we go with $800 for 100 images, uh, 100 pieces, uh, for looks, you know, we could tell that sounds great. And I'm like, like $800 for a hundred looks. I'm like, what the hell are you uh, shooting? Like, yeah. like, and who are you shooting for? Where that's the haggle. Like, that. Mm. <laughs> and I just, in my head, I was like, oh my God. And that's, you know, and I get it. Like everyone's got to start somewhere, but like, that's terrible. Like yeah. you can't be getting that's, quality out of that. No. And so, yeah. So, you know, but that's, you know, so I, I know that's always going to happen still, but, but yeah, I, I think of the overall aesthetic, everyone's thinking like, this is great now with Instagram and all this like, uh, momentum of, of the accessibility mm-hmm. to it. And I'm like, yeah, but no, I'm like, cause you're now just like mixing a bunch of like great things with, ugh. 
mm-hmm. like everything else. Yeah. And, and I think you lose you lose a lot of character from doing that. But you know, well, what am I to say? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little schmuck over here <laughs> <laughs> taking photos in downtown, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it does feel like really disposable as yeah. far as like everything, like you said, like one, a one second or two seconds swipe up and there's your image and then that's it. It's over. Yeah. 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 I, I, it's just something about that. I don't, it, it does, I don't find valuable because it's nothing to strive for. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what's, what's the point? Who cares? Like, mm-hmm. cool. I shot something. Like, I don't know. Make it go towards something. Mm-hmm. Make an image last forever. <laughs> <laughs> so then. With that's the still photography side, do you think more motion is going to be like more and more and more? Uh, no. Well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, because I was always asked that before where everyone's like, oh, do you shoot motion? And I was like, I don't. I dabbled with it. I was like, oh, this sounds cool. I really want to do that for a hot second. And then after doing it, I was like, I don't want to direct. I was like, I, I never really had any uh, any motive to like, like go in that direction. And so um, I'm like, I know a lot of brands do that, which is cool. And I've had these discussions with like uh, DPs and like just lighting guys and, and camera ops, and where they're like, "Yeah, well, you know, our job is very difficult because what we have to do is create a perfect frame that can move." And I was like, "Well, here's the difference: is when that hair is out of place and it moves, no one cares after two seconds because it just switches to the next scene." Mm-hmm. I was like, "We're ours. We don't get that. It just sticks there and you stare at it forever." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel that's where I feel like you know. It, there still will always be a place for stills, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, motion, motion's great. Yeah, you can do all kinds of weird stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's easier to forgive the mistakes that go through it. Oh yeah, and no, you it's kinda kinda, you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. way harder to edit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it it has some forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. So to all my motion friends, sorry, I'm talking about just shit on you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> There's so many photographers, mm-hmm. but how can like a new person stand out in the industry now and and make it? Oh, well, yeah. In for now, like in today's day, I feel like because there's so much, there's just so much stuff going on. Um, I, I feel like if you if you stick to one style and you do it well, but you stick to that one style, um, and if we're talking like just sheer quickness of getting clientele and and having some notoriety it's like you do that and then utilize everything that exists so like all social like all social media outlets um and and really just push your name like that you also have to be good at what you're doing because it's got to look good but you know yeah but if you stick to the style i feel like it's a lot easier for i've seen a lot of guys gain clientele faster that way than the old traditional way of like Oh, I'm a photographer. Like I can do everything. Whereas now it's like, well, I do one thing extremely well. And if you send me your stuff, I will do that with this. And this is what I do. Which, yeah. So, yeah, I've no, I've noticed people saying that. Like even just having your portfolio being without smiles. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we can't use you because you don't do smiles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Right, because you can't figure I, out how to direct something. That's to not smile. on me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could say smile in that photo, but yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, even for myself, it's like my, you know, I, I have, I have so many different PDFs of that I send out for different jobs. Like, if if someone's like, oh, swim, here's a bunch of swim stuff. If it's a uh, lifestyle, here's a bunch of lifestyle stuff. And I've I've had where people are like, oh, well, you know, we didn't even know you. Like, I had someone that was like, oh, 
Do you, have you ever shot a celebrity before? And I'm like, well, have you been on my website? And they're like, oh, we're on your Instagram. I don't know. We didn't see too much stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, what professional people do is they, they go on a website. Because <laughs> if you don't have a portfolio online, that's the bare minimum that you should hold as a professional person. I was like, because, you know, I have a printed book and, and everything else. But if you don't have a website, I'm like, damn, yeah. like you're just going off Instagram? That's crazy. Yeah. I could be shooting the whole thing with my phone. You would never know. It's on a two-inch screen. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 2,000 pixels wide. Like, yeah. who cares? <laughs> well, and then you're shooting so much, then like all your stuff gets buried. So you can't yeah. curate unless you never post anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my Instagram is like really random. Really random. Yeah, it's not a good place for portfolios for me, at least. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of friends that, yeah, that's what they do. I'm like, that's good. That's good for you guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I use social media for social media yeah exactly i mean showcasing your personality what it's like yeah. to work with you behind the scenes like yeah. that's what it's for that's what i think. yeah what is the number one thing that you like about doing this job Ooh, the number one give me the number one you can give me some others too but i need to know what is what is the most the, fulfilling the part? most fulfilling part to doing this having this career i think is overall the experiences all the experiences good or bad but like just just experiences like you you travel i mean traveling's part of it but it's not like because you get over traveling kind of fast too but like you get the travel is the people too i guess i would say the people yeah there we go the interactions the interactions with the people i think that's the that's the number one hugest takeaway i get from doing this as a career it's like everything you do and meet, every person you meet always has a unique story and it's never boring. Like it's like everyone you you work with has something to say. There's always there's always conversation that's just interesting across the board. You meet the most fascinating people on the planet. So it's like, yeah, you can't get that kind. Of, I feel like you really can't get that in a lot of other places. But yeah, that yeah yeah that's good. But overall, this this the career this this industry. I don't think I'd ever try to change it at any point like you you have fun every day you for the most part i mean like our job is to have fun basically and like create stuff so you're like a kid playing with things all day long yeah i don't know yeah yeah do you ever feel like it's like an extra good day when you really connect with talent oh yeah Yeah. no of course i'm like just you know if the talent works I, i haven't had too many bad experiences as far as talent goes too which is nice um but yeah, I, if, if you do vibe with everyone on set and everything flows really smoothly, I'm like, it, it's even, you know, it's a cherry on top. But the general sense of the whole base of the cake, this, this is it. Like, this is cool. We, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't trade this for anything at this point. So we've been talking about newer photographers. What are some things that you wish that you, that you see newer photographers doing you wish they would stop doing? Oh God! Uh, Besides shooting, like, uh, like this, yeah. <laughs> I, it's uh, put your eye up to it. I, it's 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 hard for me to have a uh, it's hard for me to really have a say in that because the I feel like from where I came up in, it's shifted so much in dynamic that like if I was like if I was to criticize like oh you shouldn't do this but you make more money than me. Then it's like, oh well, fuck me, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, it, it is though. It's like it's it's like you know, I, 
do what you do to do it. I feel like just don't be a dick. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know a lot of new photographers, I guess, to say the most part. Um, and, and the youngest ones that I do know are just, they're, they're good at what they do. They're, they're respectful. They do their job well. They, they, most of the ones that I am friends with, for the most part, at least did it right in my eyes. Like they, they went and assisted or they had worked in a studio and they had done proper technical training and all this other stuff. All the Instagram kids, I don't really know. Like I meet some of them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, I have like 500,000, like a million followers, whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I don't know who you are. Yeah. Like, I still don't care. That's that's fine. Good for you. I have no criticism because I don't care about your work. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. So It's so, just yeah. different worlds. It's not, it is. It is. It's not it's, the same thing. Yeah, that's all it is to me. Like, it's, you know, yeah, because, to yeah. Because, hey, teach your own. Like, do mm-hmm. your thing. Rock and roll. Terry Richardson could make a living doing this thing, shooting with a Contax T2 or whatever he shoots with. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. do all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's my take on that. <laughs> What's the, been the best advice you've ever been given? Ooh. The best advice I think I've ever heard, at least for myself, was, well, yeah, of course for myself. Um, it was through a model agent one time. So back in the day when I was still starting and I sucked and I mean I still suck but whatever it's fine uh, <laughs> when when I really didn't know what I was doing and um, and I did a shoot and I kind of let like the the makeup and hair and everyone else kind of like run wild it's like a bunch of kids just came out of like you know school and if you ever work with people like that you know everyone's very ambitious has very ambitious expectations of what they're capable of. And they want to just show all of their skill that they learned. And that's not a good thing to do when you are supposed to be running your set. So um, did the shoot. Uh, first like few looks were great. It was fine. Very normal looking stuff. And then the last one was crazy. It was just like it was crazy looking. Um, didn't use any of those photos. Uh, and then the model agent was like, well, you said we we're going to get four looks. We only got three looks. Like, what's, what's up? Where's the fourth one? And I was like, well, here's like a preview. But like, I don't. I don't like it really, so like we're just gonna scrap it. And he was like, "Well, you know," and I was like, "But," and there was this conversation on that. But he said basically, and he goes, "That's not a good enough excuse." He's like, "That's not an excuse at all." He's like, "Your job as a photographer and the reason you get paid and uh, more so than most people on set do is because at the end of the day, your photo is a representation of you. So if you accept." You know, if you're letting your crew and your teams run around and do whatever they want to do, you're not a photographer. You're just a monkey pressing a button. And uh, so each image you produce at the end needs to reflect that. And I was like, oh, so ever since then, it's like, all right. So in my head, it's like, if I don't like it, you speak up and you make sure it looks exactly how you think you want it to look or whatever the capabilities are to, to an extent. But yeah, yeah, that was that's probably the best was like, just in perspective of like where you should always be as far as uh, your own expectations go. Yeah. It's like, there's no, there's no excuses. Like, it's like, this is your work. That's it. Like you screw up and you, if anyone else screws up on your set, this doesn't, it's not their fault. It's yeah. just still your fault at the end. And I was like, huh, good to know. That's probably the best. I would say that's, that's the strongest advice I've ever gotten. 
Yeah, makes it a lot more stressful, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice they didn't sugarcoat it for you. Yeah, yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, because I, I feel like if I never heard that, it, not necessarily saying I would be more open to like making mistakes, but like it really made you think a lot harder than when you were working, especially like, you know, if you're doing like commission tests and stuff like that too, like back then. Yeah, you, they're, they're paying you for a service. Like I'm like, most, most photographers... I would say it's not necessarily about how great you could take one photo. It's the consistency of taking multiple amazing photos kind of thing. So you, and that's, and that's the other thing with Instagram, like Instagram's like, you know, everyone sees it and they go, Oh cool. You shot this. You're a great photographer. And it's like, well, you need to look at a book and then you want to see other work they've done because if they can't shoot a lookbook, but they can shoot one image, mm-hmm. maybe they're a campaign photographer. Like maybe they're a one shot photographer but don't hire them for your lookbook, like things like that. Like, you, cause you know, you have to be able to manage the entire day. Mm-hmm. If you're on a 10 hour set, you can't say, well, I only can shoot for one hour because I don't know how to work anything past a certain, <laughs> certain time outside kind of thing, you know? And so, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the way I look at that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank yep. you. Yes. Loved it. Can you tell people where to find you? Uh, I mean, I'm in LA. Uh, if you, I have my Instagram. It's at Shintani, S H I N T A N I, and uh, my website ShintaniPhotography.com. Um, oh, I started TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what up TikTok? <laughs> uh, so you can follow me on there. I think it's just Chris Shintani on there. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Check it out. It's yeah. <laughs> Oh TikTok. Oh TikTok. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but really, go go find Chris on Instagram yeah. and his website yeah. and all the things. And thank you so much. It was a blast. It was a yeah, pleasure. Was. Yeah. Thank you guys. <laughs> thank you for listening to Photo Work. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. And what else? Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend.